Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever edition of the Stacked by Jacks Poker Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Luera, and uh, just to kick this off, this is the first ever episode of this podcast, and uh, I want to start off by saying thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate you uh, taking time to, to see what this is all about. First off, I do want to talk about some of the leagues that happen around the Valley, West Valley, East Valley, and Central Phoenix. If you are in the West Valley, Avondale area, one of the great leagues that uh, takes place on the second Saturday of every month is the Dam Poker League. Um, It's only a $40 buy-in, really casual and laid-back environment, good people, and, um, you know, just, it's just a great tournament if you happen to be on the West Valley. If the West Valley is too much of a drive and you are on the East Valley, you definitely should uh, check out Poker at Casa Herrera. Um, That's hosted by Armando Herrera, and it is an outstanding game. A very well-ran tournament. The structure is outstanding. He provides snacks, drinks, and beer for everyone who shows, and a very well-done tournament. So if you are in the East Valley, Poker at Casa Herrera. You can find them on Facebook. If you're in Central Phoenix... Um, the the tournament um, series that I would recommend would be Arcadia Poker. That's hosted by Shane Kellum. You can also find him on Facebook as well, too. Um, now, this one fills up pretty quick, so you may have to reserve a seat well in advance. But uh, this is also a very well-ran tournament by Shane. Um, good dude. Really good guy. But, uh, yeah, you can find him on Facebook, and that's Arcadia Poker. If you're listening out there and you run your own league and you want to give it, get a little shout-out from me, then uh, feel free to reach out to me. You could find me on Facebook, or you can send us an email at stackedbyjacks at yahoo.com. I'm happy to give you a shout-out, and uh, yeah, so feel free to reach out. Love to get some feedback from you. If you have any questions or you want to talk about a hand you played, happy to go over some hand breakdowns with you guys and, and see what's happening there. So a couple days ago... I played poker at um, Armando Herrera's at uh, the Poker at Casa Herrera tournament. It was a $100 buy-in, and overall, I was pretty happy with the way I played. Played pretty well. I can't say I made too many mistakes. I'm sure I did here and there, but um, <clears throat> the hand that I busted on was uh, exceptionally frustrating. Um, the blinds are 100 and 200, and I'm in the cutoff with ace-king offsuit. The under the gun player raises to 600 and the under the gun plus one calls and it folds around to me and I decide to jump it up to 3500 to isolate. The only reason uh, my sizing is so high is because the under the gun plus one player happens to just be calling everything to see every single flop. So I'm hoping to isolate here by jumping it to 3500. Folds around to the initial raiser who makes the call and of course the under the gun plus one also calls the flop comes out the ace of spades eight of clubs five of clubs the initial razor checks the under the gun plus one also checks i decide to keep the heat on so i make it six thousand and right away the initial razor moves all in under the gun plus one thinks for a while and finally folds I eventually make the call, and the initial raiser shows ace-five for aces up. 
he gets a clean run out and that's all she wrote for me so overall i mean i'm happy with the way i played the hand i think uh i mean if he's calling that much pre-flop with ace five out of position i don't know how much more i can do what i can do to avoid that type of situation i'm not going to let go of ace king you know pre-flop and i'm definitely not going to do it when i flop top pair top kicker after the flop uh, especially with that type of action he could have easily had ace queen or ace jack there um but even with the ace five i still had decent equity to catch up but um yeah that's how he busted from armando's house on friday but again you know overall with the you know happy with the way i played that whole night but um other than that yeah we got to move on one sort of interesting event that happened is there was a new guy at our table. He, you know, a lot of us are regulars at this game, but uh, there was a new guy who came in and uh, overall pretty friendly. He did talk a lot and it got to the point where it was upsetting some of the players at the table. Now, it's one thing to, you know, get inside, you know, your opponent's head because, I mean, poker is all about, you know, you know, exploiting weaknesses and, you know, getting people, you know, off their game. But when it comes to a point where you're disrupting the game where people are genuinely not having a good time, I mean, talk, yes, and have a great conversation. But when people are really in, you know, a, a key decision and you're not in the hand, it's best to just be quiet. I mean, my tip to anybody out there, if you're not in the hand and you see someone well into the tank and you're just being obnoxiously loud and, you know, talking and talking and talking and and disrupting the game and slowing it down and you know just making it not a fun environment because remember poker is supposed to be fun you know yes you know use your skills to your advantage get people off their game but do it in a way where you're not you know going to be welcome back i mean the number one rule at poker at casa herrera is don't be an asshole <laughs> that's the number one way to not get invited back to the game and it started to escalate and you know i even had to step in and say hey man you're gonna have to tone it down you know these guys here i mean we're all friendly here we you know it's a it's a laid-back game and we want to keep it that way i mean it can, it can escalate and you don't want that to happen so definitely tone it back so as a tip to you listeners out there don't be an asshole make poker fun you know, yes, you know, talk, you know, have fun with the people around you and, and stir up some good conversation, you know, but if, if you're not in the hand and someone's making a, a decision and you see they're in the tank and, you know, just show them that respect and, and just be quiet. All right, let's get into the news. So first up, Zach Grunberg wins the $500 buy-in at the Brigada Poker Open for $56,073. This is the third event of the 2019 Brigada Open. Um, so when this came to an end after two days of action, it was Zach Grunberg who eventually took it down um, after beating a field of 688 players. Um, this was a bounty tournament. You get $500 uh, black chip for anyone you bust. Um, so yeah, this this was a, a great tournament put on by uh, Brigada, and uh, congratulations to Zach Grunberg, who eventually took it down. If you've been watching the news, you've certainly heard about Hurricane Dorian and how at one point it was a Category 5 hurricane um, sweeping the southeastern coast of the U.S., uh, and as we all know, the Bahamas is where PokerStars holds its PokerStars Caribbean adventure in January. Um, as of right now, it looks as though the hotels remain open. 
Um, but uh, one of the comments by the senior VP of STR, Jen Freitag, uh, she said they're going to see an impact on room demand, not because hotels are closed, but because of the perception that they're closed. So, you know, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody um, down in the southeast coast of the U.S. and in the Bahamas. And we hope that the damage remains minimal. Well, that's going to do it for the first podcast here. Again, I want to thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed it. This is uh, one of the shorter podcasts, but again, thank you so much for joining in uh, for the first episode here. Next week, I'm going to have a special guest on the show. We're going to do an interview, have some fun, tell some stories, and hopefully have a little laughs. But, um, but again, thank you so much. Feel free to please rate and review and uh, leave a comment and uh, if you have a question or you want to talk about a hand that you played and want some feedback feel free to send an email and uh, drop us a line thanks guys all right so i'm standing outside talking stick and uh paul drabick and i just wrapped up a session how'd you do today paul i did pretty good bought in for a uh, 60 probably played for like what three four hours yeah and uh, left with like a two, 220, 215, something like that. So it was a pretty good session. I was surprised. Uh, I haven't played here in a while. I was playing 3-6 limit. But I was surprised at how terrible the players were. You know, they really don't understand the whole pot odds and plied odds. A lot of them are playing way too tight. It's like they're no-limit players who just can't handle the swings and no limit. So they're playing a limit game but playing it all wrong. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you back at the table. I know I haven't seen you in, in a while at the poker table, but I know that your focus is to get back to the table. Um, what do you plan on doing to start playing more poker? Well, I'm going to get something set up. I'm trying to hopefully get like a, a decent no-limit cash game going, maybe a quarterly game, maybe host that, maybe like a $100 buy-in min, maybe 2-4 limit or 2-4 blinds. But, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. I definitely want to start playing more. I know I've kind of taken a hiatus from the poker world, and I need to get back on the grind. So uh, do you want to play No Limit? Is that what you're looking at doing? Uh, for the house game, I think it's best. I'd love to play like something like Dealer Calls, but for consistency and dependability with other players, I think I'd just keep it to No Limit uh, Hold'em game. Nice. Yeah, I know primarily when you have your cash games, we're usually playing a bunch of mixed games and invented games. you think that might show up at all? I could easily see, you know, people busting out in a no limit game and maybe getting a second game going which with lower stakes maybe dealer calls dealer calls is a lot of fun i enjoy it but i understand it's not everyone's you know bread and butter they don't like uh playing these games with like nine wild cards and and four free cards and you know but you know i I could definitely see that happening still but the primary game i just want to keep it you know no limit hold them so so everyone knows what they're getting into when they show up Nice, nice. Well, it's definitely good to see you back at the poker table, sitting with the scumbags, telling a few jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was really nice. It was nice sitting here. It brought me back to the olden days. You know, uh, lots of money lost in that poker room, but tonight was a good night, so I'll take it. Right on, right on. Well, I definitely hope to see you back at the poker table much more often. But uh, anyway, thanks for taking a second to answer a few questions. Oh, no problem. I'm sure I'll uh, I'm always, always listen to your podcast. I'm sure I'll probably be... Uh, giving a little insight asking some questions here and there you got a good thing going here charlie so just keep doing it man all right on thanks paul i appreciate it all right so i'm standing outside talking stick and uh paul drabick and i just wrapped up a session how'd you do today paul i did pretty good bought in for a uh, 60 probably played for like what three four hours yeah 
and uh, left with like a two, 220, 215, something like that. So it was a pretty good session. I was surprised. Uh, I haven't played here in a while. I was playing 3-6 limit, but I was surprised at how terrible the players were. You know, they really don't understand the whole pot odds and plight odds. A lot of them are playing way too tight. It's like they're no-limit players who just can't handle the swings and no limit, so they're playing a limit game but playing it all wrong. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you back at the table. I know I haven't seen you in, in a while at the poker table, but I know that your focus is to get back to the table. Um, what do you plan on doing to start playing more poker? Well, I'm going to get something set up. I'm trying to hopefully get like a, a decent no-limit cash game going, maybe a quarterly game, maybe host that, maybe like a $100 buy-in min, maybe 2-4 limit or two four blinds but you know we'll we'll figure it out i definitely want to start playing more i know i've kind of taken a hiatus from the poker world and i need to get back on the grind so uh, do you want to play no limit is that what you're looking at doing uh for the house game i think it's best i'd love to play like something like dealer calls but for consistency and dependability with other players i think i just keep it to no limit uh, hold'em game Nice. Yeah, I know primarily when you have your cash games, we're usually playing a bunch of mixed games and invented games. you think that might show up at all? I could easily see, you know, people busting out in a no-limit game and maybe getting a second game going which lo- with lower stakes, maybe dealer calls. Dealer calls is a lot of fun. I enjoy it, but I understand it's not everyone's, you know, bread and butter. They don't like uh, playing these games with, like, nine wild cards and, and four free cards and, you know. But, you know, I, I could definitely see that happening still. But the primary game, I just want to keep it, you know, no limit hold'em so, so everyone knows what they're getting into when they show up. Nice, nice. Well, it's definitely good to see you back at the poker table, sitting with the scumbags, telling a few jokes. <laughs> yeah. no, it was really nice. It was nice sitting here. It brought me back to the olden days. You know, uh, lots of money lost in that poker room, but tonight was a good night, so I'll take it. Right on, right on. Well, I definitely hope to see you back at the poker table much more often. But uh, anyway, thanks for taking a second to answer a few questions. Oh, no problem. I'm sure I'll. Uh, I'm always always listening to your podcast. I'm sure I'll probably be uh, giving a little insight, asking some questions here and there. You got a good thing going here, Charlie. So just keep doing it, man. Right on. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.